Hello, friends. It's Leanne here. Welcome to Europe First. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me today on this episode. I'm really excited to talk about this with you as a solo full-length episode because I'm talking about one of my favorite things to talk about right now, which is a sabbatical, which I've been on since July of 2022, and and now it's the middle of March 2023. A sabbatical is a period of paid leave that's typically and historically been for teachers, And how it's usually structured is it's granted as one year off for every seven years of work that that teacher or professor has dedicated to that particular school. But I'll tell you, if we were all tenured teachers, we would be due a whole heck of a lot of years of sabbatical because the idea of getting a whole year off every seven years sounds magical. Many of us today who are listening to this have been working a lot longer than seven years. And so I'm here to say that I think you deserve a sabbatical. And I felt that way about myself. I thought I deserve some time off and I'm going to figure out how to take it. So this episode is for people who think they can and therefore want to figure out how. There are a lot of reasons why one might think this kind of break isn't possible. I mean, a year, a year. Um, A lot of people struggle with a week off for vacation. So a whole year sounds incredible and impossible all at the same time. But here's what I'd love to ask you for this episode is instead of deciding you can't, maybe take a few minutes and consider that maybe you can if you just put enough of your mind and creativity to it. I was desperate to get off the wheel. I was desperate to push the pause button. So I got creative and I was willing to do whatever was required to make it happen. So I just wanted to set up that I understand circumstances, finances, lifestyle, logistics, work demands, children, house payments, all of these things play into our ability to rest and get time away for ourselves. But again, I want to encourage us to have an open mind and a curiosity about how this might be possible for us. So for the purposes of this episode, I'm also assuming that we are not taking paid time off, that an employer is not paying us to take a year off because that would be amazing and I encourage you to try. But I would like to assume that paid time off is done through saving money for an extended leave. So I first started dreaming about a sabbatical in 2019. And I didn't know what we were going to do exactly, but I decided to start saving anyway. So what that meant was I opened up a savings account that had an automatic deposit from my checking account into my savings account. So that meant when my paycheck hit twice a month, X number of dollars was automatically swiped over into that account for the sabbatical. And I called it the sabbatical fund. Initially, it was rather small. I didn't actually know where we were going or what we were gonna do. So I just wanted to begin the process of saving. And then the pandemic hit. So I had been saving for about a year and suddenly I was working less. However, we were spending less. 
We were at home. We weren't vacationing. We weren't buying new clothes. We weren't paying for gas. All of these costs that are day-to-day costs that add up to a lot of money every year just simply weren't happening. So we were suddenly saving all of that money. So I just took advantage of that moment and was like, all right, well, I'm only buying gas once a month now. All of my gas money now goes into the sabbatical account. So it was one of those things where I just saw an opportunity to save extra money. So I did. And as the pandemic began to lift, I realized that getting out of the country with the kids and all the logistics surrounding that, it had lost some of its sheen. I had originally thought we were going to go maybe to Bali or New Zealand or Europe or Mexico. There was this beautiful little school in Bali called the Green School that I had my eye on. And I thought, oh my gosh, perfect. All three kids could go to the same school in the jungle with monkeys hanging around in the classroom. Like it's just dreamy. And I just was imagining us in our little bungalow with a pool. But the more I researched Bali and the more I researched where we would actually be living, I realized maybe that wasn't exactly what I was looking for. So as the pandemic lifted, the shine was off of the idea of going out of the country. I just didn't feel like it was a good idea. It was just wasn't the right time. So I pivoted. And one of the things I asked myself at that point is, why are we taking a sabbatical? And this can be different for everybody. For me, I really wanted us to take advantage of the fact that the kids were still fairly young and that they, we still had their attention. So for me, it was about capturing the family at a very specific age. But there's lots of reasons to take a sabbatical. It could be for personal rejuvenation or for creative inspiration if you want to write a book or paint or launch a business. It could be for health and wellness. You might want to just catch up on your sleep for a couple of months or try fasting or go on a yoga retreat or prioritize exercise. So there's lots of different reasons to get away. But one of the things that sabbaticals have in common is that they all contain quiet, slower living, healthful choices, more sleep. Did I mention slower living? Like the whole idea of a sabbatical, no matter who you are or why you're taking it, is to downshift. So if that's your only reason, amazing. There doesn't have to be a bigger reason than that. That is reason enough. So the next question is, how long is a sabbatical? By definition, as I already mentioned, they're typically a year, but it doesn't have to be a full year that you can actually get tons of benefits for all kinds of reasons from taking one to three months off. If you can push to more than three months or even extend to six months, all the better. Magical things start to happen when you go into that kind of deep rest. And I speak from experience since I'm on month eight right now, and I've just begun to start working again. And there's a lot of ebb and flow. There is a lot of ups and downs of that time, but is it amazing? And the longer time you have, the more you're able to really sink into your purpose for the sabbatical. And if you can make it for a whole year, even better. So if you are at the very beginning stages of just thinking about this, the question is, how do you start planning for a sabbatical? And for me, step one was not where or how or how much, but just simply to begin saving, saving whatever you can. And what I mean by that is money. Worry about where later. If you don't know how much you need to save, 
just imagine a ballpark figure and start saving. You don't even need a ballpark figure. Just start saving. So once you establish that you want to do something like this, this is your opportunity to start looking for ways to cut out areas of spending. It could be $20 out of each grocery bill. Maybe you don't buy the bottle of wine. Maybe you get rid of some subscriptions that you have that you don't use or don't even realize you have. Maybe your current plan for vacations gets scaled way back. Maybe you go camping or do a staycation and you sock all of that money into your sabbatical account. Any kind of windfall from finances, bonuses, unexpected refunds, a gift, anything like that goes into your sabbatical account. Start cooking more at home, making things from scratch. Don't buy as much ready-made stuff at the grocery store. Look for ways to spend less when you are at the grocery store. Instead of buying a brand new jar of spices, buy a spice refill. They are a fraction of the cost. Make gifts. Make greeting cards. These things take up tons of money out of our paychecks every month. And you will be amazed at how much momentum starts to build after just a couple of months of cutting here and cutting there. And you don't have to cut big chunks out of any one place. You can just simply take a little bit here and a little bit there and just squirrel it away. $5 adds up really quickly when you do it over and over and over and over and over again. So once you get the momentum and you actually have some money that you might be able to play with, this is when you can start to consider where, how, and when you're, you're going to take your sabbatical. And at this point, it's okay to dream big. For me, like I mentioned, it was a year abroad in Bali. I mean, that was a pretty big dream. It was uprooting our family for a year. And that was going to require a substantial budget. We didn't end up doing a year in Bali. But I allowed myself to dream big. I allowed myself to put anything I wanted on that piece of paper when it was where would we want to go. But what pivoted for me is when I started to do the math. And I thought, well, maybe I could maximize our time off if we didn't go to someplace that would cost more money to pull off. And also, it was going to take a lot longer for me to save for a year away and all five of us going out of the country and paying for a school somewhere else and all of the logistics that came with that, that I thought if I simplified our plan, I could make it happen sooner. So things to consider when you're when you're thinking about your budget for where you might want to go is airfare, housing food and incidentals, clothing, excursions. If you're going out of the country, you're going to want to figure out how you're going to handle health care out of the country, phone plans, insurance, passports, visas. And also when you're considering your budget and where you might go, it is interesting to think about how you can make money on what you already have in your possession. So if you own your home, can you rent it out while you're gone? which can dramatically offset your costs in another country. Can you sell one of your cars? Can you sell personal items, furniture, bikes, tools, toys? This really quickly adds up when you start selling your personal items or scaling down some of these items. And again, all of that money can go into your sabbatical account. And lo and behold, suddenly you've got this little nest egg and it's real money that you can make plans with. And so here's the newsflash when you're thinking about where you might want to go. You don't have to go anywhere. This might sound counterintuitive, but it all depends on what you're trying to accomplish from the sabbatical. If it's family time, maybe you plan 
to change the scene and get out of town and hit the road. Maybe that's renting a camper van or an RV or something like that. But if it's time for just you, maybe you just stay home and clear your schedule for a big chunk of time. That's what I did. I decided when all was said and done, nobody really wanted to take this sabbatical with me. It was really my priority. It was really my heart's desire. And I thought, well, then why don't I just gift it to myself and take the kids to school in the morning and then come home and do with my day what I want to do and not disrupt everybody's life and not create a whole drama around getting out of the country or leaving for a long period of time. And so I really scaled back and simplified. And for me, it turned into staying at home. And if you're planning on doing something like writing a book or working on a creative project, maybe you consider getting away for a few weeks at a time to a secluded or quiet place, or maybe for a month at a time. But maybe you just go find that little nook somewhere in the forest or at the beach, and that just becomes your time away. That's your little mini sabbatical. So let's assume you've saved your nest egg, you've decided you're going to take this time off, You're either with the family, you're alone, you're being creative, you're being quiet, whatever it might be. I would love to talk about what happens when you're on a sabbatical. For me, I realized how much less we needed. I realized how much I was spending on managing my stress through purchasing convenience items because our lives were so busy. I realized when I was less stressed, and less pressed for time, I spent less money. I wasn't requiring us to buy food for takeout. It was really that simple. Another thing I realized is how important relationships are and how much I had been neglecting them in my busyness, that we justify our busyness for our family, that we are doing this hustle to provide, but in the process of hustling, we forget about our relationships. So ironic. So I was reminded how important they are and how much time they deserve. I also realized how quickly the things you enjoy doing the most take center stage in your life. And therefore, you realize how enjoyable life really can be when you're not burned out and stressed all the time. And then perhaps one of the wildest ones was I didn't realize how much time was going to bend and stretch Time moves so much slower when you're not constantly pressed to get more done in a day than you can. I can't tell you how many days when I was like, it's only one o'clock. It felt like I had had a 10-hour day already and it was only one o'clock. It's an incredible gift of having that kind of time without pressure. But also don't be surprised if there's adverse effects to it. And in fact, I think that the adverse effects come first. You can get really grumpy and feel a stress detox at the beginning. You can feel exceptionally tired and want to sleep all the time. You can have foggy brain, confusion, sadness, demotivation. You're just simply coming out of being triggered and stressed and overtaxed all the time. And your brain and body have to recalibrate. But if you allow yourself to go through this process and you allow yourself to actually detox from this stress, don't be surprised if one day you wake up and it feels like a light bulb turned on, and you have crazy energy, and suddenly you're really jazzed to get focused again. You have excitement. You might be overflowing with creativity. You might be surprised at how joyful and how much zest you have for life. You might be even more shocked at how positive you feel. Food can taste better. Sleep comes more easily. You laugh more quickly. These are things worth 
having. These are all things that I experienced. All of the grumpy, stress detox, and then I experienced this crazy, incredible excitement and joy for life. And that has been a lasting effect of this time off. And once I arrived to this place, I then took the time to memorize how it felt so that as I began to work again, as I have now, I wouldn't take on things that didn't fit. In other words, I was really deeply motivated to move forward preserving this feeling. I didn't want this time away to be for nothing in that I, you know, got all relaxed and cool with my life and then rushed back into a stressed out, miserable situation again. And so I thought, if I really give myself time to memorize this feeling of being centered, happy, creative, joyful, full of love, excited about my relationships, then I would not sign up for things that made me feel otherwise. And that I would only look for the things that made me continue to feel this way. So that is what I have continued to do. I look for things that make me feel good and whole. And if they trigger these old feelings of overwhelm or sadness or stress, I try to move them along as quickly as possible because those things are inevitable. Life is full and and has all kinds of wonderful gifts for us. And I just try and move those things that don't fit out of my life as soon as possible. And so I wanted to share this with you because this has really been such an incredible learning time for me these last seven or eight months. And I have really given myself this huge birth of time almost miraculously since we have three kids and a mortgage and, you know, a full life. But when I sat down and thought about how I was able to make this happen, I was like, this is totally doable. If you're motivated You set your mind to it, and it's truly, deeply a desire you want. There are ways to achieve this time off, and it really just takes focus, a little bit of financial discipline to dream big and find the thing that you want to do the most, and then go for it. Absolutely go for it. You will be amazed at how much of your life starts to line up behind this goal when you set it as a priority, and it is possible. So I'll leave you with the idea that time is our most precious commodity and it's worth giving back to yourself. And there's no better time than now to begin. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'll see you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode or if someone you know might enjoy it, please share freely and don't forget to like and subscribe to help our content rise to the top. Until next time, take care and I'll see you on the next episode of You're Up First.